Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Brewers Outlet Day, everybody. Great to have you with us on the show today. We'll have a lot of fun on this one. Looking forward to it very much. And when I say happy Brewers Outlet Day, we mean it here at the broadcast facility of champions. Let's get to the specials first. Yingling Lager, 24-pack cans for just $14.95. That's right. Yingling Lager, 24-pack cans, just $14.95. You're talking about the best selection of imports, domestics, and microbrews anywhere. You're talking about a great selection of snacks, wine coolers, water, soft drinks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The bags are right there at the register. And the pickle bar, and you know I love that. The pickle bar is second to none, as I love the dills and the barrels very much. It's all at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And I am proud to be in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, where the suit could be king, if he wished. Today on the show, Chris Mack from the Pirates Radio Network will join us. Bob Flounders, PatriotNewsPenLive.com to talk Penn State football. My brother in the final half hour. Ladies and gentlemen, we now bring in a man that has probably heard more about pole vaulting in the past week than he wanted to. Sean Carey. You are correct, sir. <laughs> Good afternoon. Happy Friday. What a crazy night of basketball last night. Some wild finishes. So much for Arizona. Goodness gracious. And how about West Virginia? Had 38 seconds to do something at the end and couldn't get a good shot. No, could not. Uh, but again, what derailed them last night? In fact, we talked about how things would play out. Now, Xavier, Arizona did not play out. But what did we talk about on the show yesterday? That West Virginia needed to make shots not just to score, but to set up its press. And when they did hit shots and they set up their press, they really derailed Gonzaga. But they ended up shooting, what, 33 34% from the field? And that's in the end, that's why they lost the game. Not because, not just because thirty-three, thirty-four percent is so low, you can't score enough to win. That's part of it, but it also kept them from setting up a press where Gonzaga really struggled against that press last night. And the other part that we talked about was uh, Purdue's point guard play would do them in. That Frank Mason was so much better than the point guards at, at Purdue. It was a 55-51 game in the second half, and then you could just see the avalanche happen. And between Carson Edwards and P.J. Thompson, they just could not make plays. Just could not do it and get them into the spot they needed to be in. And Mason's out there making plays left and right. The Arizona game. With Xavier, well, it means we get another uh, two hours of Bill Murray. What a year it's been for Bill Murray. Cubs fan, they win. Son to the Elite Eight as an assistant coach, and he ate at Bonfatto's uh, uh, going to New York one day. It's been quite a year. I'll stop laughing. <laughs> no, true. 
He did. He ate at Bonfados in Belfont. I love Bonfados. Yeah, they're big fans of yours. They want a picture of you to put up when they people walk in. Really? I'd get working yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah, I mean something signed. Oh, okay, I can yeah. find a sharpie. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know something you know. They love you. Now tonight, to me, the marquee game of the night is UCLA Kentucky. I can't wait to watch that game tonight. That is the game I can't wait to see. Madison Square Garden ends up being part of it tonight. Florida, Wisconsin. Uh, I've said this before. I will say it again. In college basketball, not the pros, but in college basketball, if I had to pick one player in college basketball where I needed to make a shot or else face the guillotine, it would be Bronson Koenig. And I've felt that way for three years now. You know, he played a little bit here and there as a freshman. But for three years, he has been a prime-time, in-the-clutch shooter. Four minutes to go. You cannot feed that guy enough. And Koenig and Nigel Hayes and company will be in action tonight against Florida. That will be at Madison Square Garden. Baylor and South Carolina will be the other half of the bracket at the Garden this evening. In fact, here's the lineup of games tonight and where you can watch them. It'll be in Memphis on CBS tonight, 709 Butler against North Carolina. The nightcap in Memphis, UCLA, Kentucky at 939, or in that neighborhood. On TBS tonight, they'll have the Madison Square Garden Regional. South Carolina and Baylor, the opener at 729. Wisconsin and Florida with the nightcap at 959. So those are the game sites. So CBS has Butler, North Carolina to start. UCLA, Kentucky nightcap. TBS has South Carolina, Baylor, but they go at 730. Wisconsin and Florida will go about 10 o'clock this evening at the Garden. Uncle Vern's got the two games at the Garden tonight. Yes, he does. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, he does, as a matter of fact. Uh, and Jim Nansen, Jim Nansen, Bill Raftery, and Grant Hill and Tracy Wilson have the uh, Memphis Regional. So they've got uh, Lonzo Ball, Kardashian, and uh, Kentucky tonight. Oh, huh. we shouldn't put that on the kid. The kid hasn't done anything except just play ball. <laughs> I mean, he's just, I mean, to his credit, he's just played ball. And he's good. And he's good, really, really good. He doesn't talk a lot. He backs it up on the he backs it up on the court for sure. Well, he doesn't have to talk. Got that right. <laughs> <laughs> he already had. I mean, the family already has that cornered in one area. Uh, you know, he better be good. But that is the uh, story for tonight. So I got a podcast update for you. The Steve Jones Show podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts. Good to go there as well. So not only not only Google Play Music, but also the Steve Jones Show podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts. So if you have an iPhone or an iPad, just download the podcast app from your Apple App Store and then search Steve Jones Show. Who, uh, who's, who set this up? That was actually Kevin Hur, a.k.a. The Suit. He's two for two this week. Big ups to The Suit. Getting it done. 
Are you sure? I know. He's in the zone. I know. Confidence wanes. Uh, so I would like to encourage everybody to listen to the show live. I mean, I'm, I'm not. You know. <laughs> of course, that is a fantastic option as well. On ten seventy, I would hope it's, would hope it's the primary <laughs> option. Sure. <laughs> you want the freshest content? Live is the way to go. And of course, uh, listen to us thanks to our WKOK app. You can listen to us live anytime, anywhere thanks to our app. So let's approach it this way. Mm -hmm. Say you have any issues with the podcast. You are to send your complaints to... (laughs) (laughs) For me, that's a direct text to (laughs) you-know-who. I was watching a track beat. (laughs) If on the podcast, suddenly out of nowhere, someone's pole vault shows up. (laughs) I had nothing to do with it. (laughs) Don't be alarmed. We have no issue with that at all. (laughs) It's it's just called an accident. Yes, if you have an iPhone or an iPad and you're listening to the Steve Jones Show podcast there, the Steve Jones Show logo comes up. Not a a picture of suit light pole vaulting down the the track. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing like that, no. I I just want to make sure that everybody understands understands that yes uh jung ho gung is not going to be allowed it seems into the country the pirates uh shortstop third baseman they're not going to allow him in the country uh, i think convicted of a couple of duis in south korea and he is not going to be able to come in and Look for David Freeze to be the opening day third baseman for the team from the West in the state. The Phillies are entering an interesting uh, area now with the young players they have. There is going to come a quote. Uh, excuse me. There's going to come a point. You know, not this second, but down the road a little bit, where they're going to have to make some decisions on some of their young players and giving them long-term contracts. And that's where you make the evaluation of who do we want to maintain on this roster as they grow long-term. What you want to avoid, and this is why these long-term contracts with designated players are so important, that are are long-term contracts that you give them before they're free agents. Like, let's give you an example. I'm Mikhail Franco. All right. You want to avoid with certain players that you feel are part of your cornerstones. You want to avoid arbitration with them. Notice the bitterness between Dallin Patances and the New York Yankees over arbitration. What the player thinks, now Patances is a pitcher, but let's go back to Franco. When a, when a, a player may feel that they're 290, and 20 home runs is awesome, so they go for a figure. Well, when they're arguing back and forth before the arbitrator, who can only pick one number or the other, they suddenly find out that the team has a different opinion of the 290 and 20 home runs. And it does create a depth of hurt feelings. And that's why, if you can somehow make some decisions... Now, the Phillies don't have to do it this second, but start thinking as a fan about 
a couple of players that will fall into that category. Once they get near arbitration eligibility, and they've been able to put some numbers up along the way, or at least some consistency that you like, let's see what the Phillies do about locking up those players to some long-term deals, such as four, four-year deals, even five-year deals, where they just take the arbitration chip off the table. And the Phillies have been able to develop some really good young talent that will have some staying power. Now, several of these players are not to arbitration eligibility yet, so there's no need to think about it. But down the road over the next couple of years, some of them are going to lapse into that territory. And when they do, let's see how the Phillies handle it. To my knowledge, and you, you and a Philly fan can correct me in a heartbeat here, I don't think the Phillies have, have locked up a younger player to a McCutcheon-Polanco-Marte kind of contract before they're eligible for free agency. In fact, McCutcheon is going into the final year of his contract this year of that, I think it was a six-year deal he signed with the Pirates. I don't think the Phillies have have had a player that has lapsed into that area. Well, they've been able to develop so many really nice young players in this organization Several are several of them are not to that level yet where they're arbitration eligible. But once they get to the neighborhood and they are, let's see what as an organization what the Phillies do with them. They are not a cash poor group, and in the end, these long term contracts that they sign with arbitration eligible players, I think ends up being a savings for the club in the end and avoids the hard feelings of arbitration and the Patanza situation you notice there are very few players that go through arbitration now, very few used to happen with regularity in the offseason, not now because people I think have understood, like hey you know what is this really worth it, let's you know, we think you're really good, we think you're going to help us long term so let's do something and let's take that chip off the table and let you know that you know what you've done so far we're is appreciated, and also with the idea that we think you have the potential to be a long-term solution here. I know, it sounds too logical. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. True refreshment can come in many forms. But it can only be found in one place, the Beverage Supermarket. Brewer's Outlet in Sunbury. Along with their great selection of beer, including imports and microbrews, they have lots of water, soda, fresh roasted peanuts, and an unbelievable variety of pickles at the Pickle Bar. Look for great deals on wine coolers and your favorite snacks, too. Get true refreshment all in one place, the Beverage Supermarket. Brewer's Outlet in Sunbury. Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, sponsors us every Friday and a half for years. And the special this week, uh, by the way, is Yingling Lager 24-pack cans for $14.95. So stock up for what's going to be a big weekend again. That includes Penn State hockey tomorrow at 4.30 and lots of college basketball in the Elite Eight as we determine the Final Four this weekend. 
Four more games on tap tonight. Two at the Garden and two in Memphis. We got soccer. We got soccer tonight too. We got World Cup qualifying. Team USA be their first game with Bruce Arena back as head coach after getting rid of Jurgen Klinsmann five and a half months ago. They got they're down in Honduras tonight. So tough crowd down there. They're going to have to deal with. So it's all about getting three points and try to get in that top three. Only the top three in their division will be able to go to Russia for 2018. That's 10:30 tonight on FS1. We'll be flipping back and forth between the hoops and that. Got to check and see on Hershey Sensation Christian Pulisic, see how he does. Because he'll be in the starting 11 tonight. 10 good soccer seconds. Kentucky UCLA will be in that time <laughs> slot tonight, uh, just so you know. Uh, okay, I'll join the rest. Of, I'll join the rest of America and watch that. Have a have a good time. Not even. I mean, Joe Buck works for Fox. Not even he's going to be watching it. All right, so. <laughs> I think going against Kentucky UCLA is that's tough. Exactly the plan. Yes, but there will be some people that watch it. They love they love soccer. What the heck? Uh, Who's the Who's the big gun for Honduras? That I don't know. And that's where you fit in with the most of America. Yes. All right, so <laughs> I don't know. Anything I'm only concerned about our guys. I better not lose to them. <laughs> Who do they have? Don't know. <laughs> okay. Yes, the World Cup in Russia in 2018. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. Oh, I'll never forget watching that. Great. Uh, it came out. It was on HBO. I think Ross Greenberg put it together on the 1972 Summit Series between the Soviet Union and Team Canada, where the pros played. But, you know, Bobby Hall didn't play. Bobby Orr didn't play. Orr was hurt, and Hall went to the WHA, so they wouldn't let him play. But they talked about finally going to Russia, or to Russia, what was then the Soviet Union, to play. And they felt like they were being bugged the entire time. <laughs> and Phil Esposito, he says, they took our beer. They took our beer. He says, you want to make us mad? Take our beer. <laughs> uh, Esposito, hey, he was always good for a quote. Oh. Oh, number 72. He wore 72, didn't he? Or 77. He wore seven. Seven, yes, 77. Yeah, he wore seven. Seven. When he was with the Bruins, he wore seven. It was Ray Bork that wore 77. When they retired Esposito's number, Ray Bork was wearing seven, and he came out, and Esposito was going to tell him, hey, look, just keep it as long as you play. And Bork came out, took off the seven jersey, handed it to Esposito, and revealed he was going to wear 77. It's actually kind of a cool moment. I remember the, the Gary. I remember the Gary Thorne call when he called, he called him Raymond Bork when he finally won for the Avalanche. Yep. Eagles are going to have submitted a proposal. They're going to go back to wearing Kelly Green next season. How about that? 
Sunbury Motors Lincoln continues to satisfy the most discerning buyer by making American luxury affordable. If you are looking for a midsize SUV, the Lincoln MKX has to be on your list. Sunbury Motors Lincoln has a brand new 2016 Black Velvet MKX all-wheel drive with navigation and panoramic Vista roof with an MSRP of $48,640 for only $43,352. That's $5,288 in savings. You can choose from 12 MKXs in stock now. Sunbury Motors Lincoln has five 2017 Lincoln Continentals in stock, ready for the test drive of your life. The 2017 Continental won the coveted 2017 AutoGuide.com Reader's Choice Luxury Car of the Year Award. Sunbury Motors has a 2017 Continental with an MSRP of $48,315, discounted to $46,315. Now is the time to see why more people are realizing they can move up to a brand new Lincoln from Sunbury Motors Lincoln in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Chris Mack in just a few moments. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends, at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, where their special is Yingling Lager 24-pack cans for just $14.95. They, without question, have the best selection of beer anywhere. I don't care if it's an import, domestic, microbrew, they've got it. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, plenty of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day, and that pickle bar is second to none. And everyone knows how much I love the dills and the barrels. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up now for the weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend. Plenty of Elite Eight basketball, Penn State and the NCAA men's hockey tournament against Union, and U.S. and Honduras tonight, 10.30 in soccer, which... One person in this broadcast will be flipping back and forward to see. Mm-hmm, we will on FS1. No, don't say we. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Better. All right. This day in sports history, then Chris Mack from the Pirates Radio Network will join us from Florida. 1962, Benny Kid Parrott was knocked into unconsciousness in a boxing match with Emil Griffith at Madison Square Garden. He died 10 days later. It was the first televised death in the ring. 1973, Nate Tiny Archibald, then with the Kansas City Omaha Kings, became the first player in NBA history to lead the league in scoring and assists in the same season. 34 points per game and 11.4 assists per game. 1975, Muhammad Ali knocked out Chuck Webner in the 15th round to retain the world heavyweight title. This was not an ordinary 15th round uh, knockout. Here's why. If I recall correctly, it, this took place at the old Richfield Coliseum, uh, just outside of Cleveland, which is where the Cavaliers used to play. And Chuck Wepner was known as the Bayonne Bleeder. And Ali decided to fight him, decided to give an unknown a chance to fight well, it turns out that Wepner fights his heart out, fights his guts out, and somehow gets this thing to the 15th round where Ali finally knocks him out and wins. 
in attendance at the fight that night was a guy by the name of Sylvester Stallone, who then used that fight as an inspiration for the Academy Award-winning movie Rocky. Aha. Uh-huh. You are impressed, Sean, I can tell. Extremely. 1992, Mario Lemieux scored his 1,000th career point in his 513th career game, second fastest to the NHL to reach 1,000 points. And that is this day in sports history. Let's bring in Chris Mack now from the Pirates Radio Network. It's going to be Chris's first year on the uh, Pirates Network this year. Chris, welcome. Great to have you with us. Let's get into the Jung-Ho Gung situation as of right now, after his conviction, I believe, on what DUI in South Korea, he's not being allowed into the country right now. So is this something the Pirates, based on what happened in South Korea, expected? Did they plan around it, or did they think they'd have him by now? Well, you know, I think as far as the timeline of things goes, when they first got down to Bradenton and Florida, in the middle of February, late February, I think they really did honestly think there's no reason not to expect this guy will be here by opening day. And if not, you know, maybe we have him ready on the field by early May. Um, and as things have progressed here, it's gotten worse and worse. And now we're at the point where I think within the organization, they're probably not betting on having him available this year. And, I, you know, that's just, if nothing else, that's Neil Huntington and the organization as a whole probably wanting to play it safe uh you know they're they're lucky they have david freeze available to play third base on an almost everyday basis because that's what they're that's what they've got at this point because they they can't they can't put anything uh, they can't bet anything on gung being available at this point so yeah they're 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 in a tough spot and david freeze is a veteran who's been around the block and he's won before in in big moments uh what can you tell us about him and what he can mean to the Pirates playing 135, 140 games in the season? You know, I, I think he can He can be a solid... He's not going to be the power guy that Gung is, but I think right. other than that, he's going to be everything else you want out of an everyday third baseman. Um, you know, he can he can hit for average. He, he can be a top-of-the-order presence. He can be a middle-of-the-order presence, depending on where they want to put him on any given day. And I think to your point, because he's done it before, there's no shock value for him. There's no, oh my, I thought I was going to play, you know, 80 games and, you know, pinch hit, be a primary guy off the bench, and now I've got to play every day. No, he's, he's totally fine doing that. And I think that's, they're lucky to have that ace up their sleeve. So he's not going to provide the 25 home runs that Gung probably could, but he'll, he'll be there in the middle of the order if they, if they want him to be. Chris, what do you see in the rotation right now? Well, you know, the first four, the first three are in ink, and I think number four is, is might as well be in ink, even though nobody's admitted it. Uh, you know, I, I think that Garrett Cole seems, whether it's, you know, an off-season wedding or whatever it may be, uh, he seems much cooler and much more calm uh, off the field. You know, he's still, he's still going to be fiery on the field from time to time. Uh, kind of like a little, you know, Clemens light sometimes, but mm-hmm. that's good for, for his level of competitiveness. That's where you want it to be. Uh, a little more of a leader off the field, which is good. I, I think he's in a very good spot mentally and physically to start this season. Jamison Tyone is the same thing. Very, in a very good spot mentally and physically to start this season. I would expect a good year from him as long as he's healthy. I, I think they're in a very good spot with him as well. Yvonne Nova, I, I think 
they may actually, and they'll never admit to this, Steve, but they're probably going to do their best to get him as many starts at home as they can because he was so much better at PNC Park last year than anywhere else. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Right. You know, that as, that's as amazing, starter, too. That's amazing, too, the way he pitched at home last year. It was amazing. And, and, you know, he he made a big deal about wanting to be back in Pittsburgh, so that that may have been smart on his part. Maybe Mm -hmm. it wasn't a cool free agent market. Maybe he knew that's the best place for him to be results-wise. Chad Cool is going to be their number four guy. Um, Nobody's put that in ink yet, you know, as I said, but I I think he's a good pitch-to-contact guy. I think he's shown a greater ability this spring to get some strikeouts, which is good, Uh, a more uh, evolved repertoire of pitches. The fifth spot, I think, is starting to get concerning, if only because Drew Hutchison blew up in his last couple of starts. Tyler Glasnow has not seemingly put it all together yet this spring. And other than that, you've got Stephen Brault, who's really most redeeming quality as a pitcher, and this is not a knock on him, is that he's a lefty. Uh, and, you know, Trevor Williams still has an outside shot, and, and he, he did all right today from, from what I saw early on in his thing this afternoon. So it, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see if, if they try to add another starter uh, late here before before they come north, but I think they're going to try and ride in that fifth spot, which they only need a couple times in the first few weeks, uh, a, a fifth starter. But once they get into the season, I think they're going to try to try to ride with Hutchison, and if he continues to fall apart, then I imagine Glasnow gets the shot sooner rather than later. How do you see at the moment how Clinton Hurdle may want to handle the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings? I, I think it's going to stack up Daniel Hudson, Felipe Rivero, then Tony Watson. But oh, okay. a, another concerning item for me is that Watson has had a few very rough outings this spring, um, and he's not your prototypical closer. We saw him, eh, he had his moments uh, at the end of the year last year after Melanson was dealt. Uh, where he, he blew up in a couple of spots, uh, one in particular against the Cardinals at PNC Park late in the year. So I, I, I'm, I think they, again, something they won't admit readily, but I think they'll have, they'll have a quick hook on Watson in that role because Felipe Rivero has performed so well this spring, performed so well when he came over from Washington last year. He's, he's the closer of the future. You know, Watson's a free agent at the end of this season, so I don't think they'll have any problem pulling the ripcord if they have to on the Tony Watson as closer uh, experiment. When the United States needed some big hits, Andrew McCutcheon, to his credit, delivered some big hits. He's also in the last year of his contract. Uh, how interesting will be the Andrew McCutcheon watch be for the first uh, three months of the season in conjunction with the Pirates' record? I, I think it's, you know, it's possibly the most interesting story in baseball, you know, and, and that's maybe that's a bit biased coming from, from someone who will be covering Pirate games every day this year, but. You know, if Andrew McCutcheon gets out of the gate slow and the Pirates essentially have not just a hole in the middle of the order, but also a guy whose trade value is never lower, has never been lower, then that's going to make it real interesting come trade deadline time because I imagine those things will align with a poor record, or if not a poor record, certainly not a contending record in, in right. a division where you've got the, you know, reigning World Series champs. If he comes out hot, if he catches a little bit of momentum uh, from that WBC performance, which I think he only ha- ended up having five hits the entire the entire WBC, but you know three of them were huge. Right. Um, then, if he comes out hot and he performs well for the first two or three months, the interesting conundrum here is, as Andrew McCutcheon goes, probably so so to go the Pirates. So if he's performing well, they're going to be in contention and probably not look to deal him at the deadline. Um, and, again, conversely, like I said, if he's not performing well, 
then his trade value goes down. So <laughs> it's it's one of the most interesting stories in baseball. It's not the most interesting. I, I would not be the least bit surprised to see him have a solid bounce back year. The question will be how much of a bounce back. Does he bounce back to being an MVP performer like he was a few years ago? Is he all-star level? Is he is he serviceable? We'll see. But if he can perform in the middle of the order, then it helps them survive the, the offensive absence of Gong a whole lot more. How excited are you for your role this summer? Oh, if, if somebody would have told me that I'd get to hang out at the ballpark every day and talk about baseball before and, and get paid to watch the games, I wouldn't complain, Steve. So, you know, I mean, I get to do it every day too. It's not like you know, you, you get to go, you get to go to games every Saturday in the fall, right? No, yeah. I get to go every day now. So it's it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I always told people that when I was young, which was decades ago, when I was young, <laughs> <laughs> I said I'd listen to games on the radio like Bob Prince on KDK in New England or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I'd say, boy, it's really cool, man. They get to go to the games. I never once thought about the getting paid part. <laughs> I know. I mean, hey, I'm not getting rich, but you know what? I'm getting to, I'm, I'm getting to watch baseball yeah. every day this summer, so it, it's going to be a blast. I can't wait. I am looking forward to hearing you often this summer and looking forward to having you on uh, many more times before this thing is all said and done. Absolutely. Chris. Thanks so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. And hey, hey, good yeah. luck to the boys out in Cincinnati this weekend. They got two wins in them. I can feel it. So. Yeah, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? That would be awfully fun. Absolutely. That guy has done an incredible job there. Chris, he really has. It's been fun to watch. Chris, thanks so much. Look forward to talking to you again soon and appreciate the time you gave us today very much. No problem, Steve. Have a great afternoon, man. Chris Mack from the Pirates Radio Network, uh, also on uh, 97 The Fan in Pittsburgh. Bob Flounders, next half hour. Patriot News, PennLive.com, as we discuss Penn State football here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Great to have you with us on this Friday, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Keep in mind what the Brewers Outlet Special is, and the Brewers Outlet Special deals with our good friends at Yingling Lager 24-pack cans, $14.95. Big weekend coming up. Elite Eight, Hockey, Penn State Union, tomorrow, 430 and soccer tonight at 30. Great. Soccer. You're all excited. I know you are. Got to have three points against Honduras. Whatever it takes. Bruce Arena's made a lot of changes in the lineup, bringing Tim Howard back at goal. <laughs> My pulse is racing so much over this. <laughs> 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 really is. I mean, what the heck is it racing, racing? I know I'm getting to the point where it's, I could be stereotyped now as the soccer guy, like the suit was, you know, for all these years, you know, the indie car guy. But I, I just kind of love the long, you know, the long-standing tradition of soccer over the centuries. But I mean, I'm not a die-hard soccer fan. Just kind of love the intrigue and the tradition of it from across the pond. But I'll, I'll be watching a pile of hoops for sure. Well, you don't have to suck up to me. If you want to watch soccer, <laughs> you can you can text me at some point. Oh no, no I will. Uh, no, the I'll, game's and, on at ten thirty tonight. I'm not going to te- text you that I, late tonight. I, 
I'll be awake. Well, I mean, I, I'll be you, watching UCLA Kentucky. If you want me to text back the score, you know, <laughs> and, and let you, you know, and inform you on the game that the vast majority of sports fans will be watching tonight, please feel free. <laughs> Trust feel me, free. When, it's, when it's pushing midnight, if Michael Bradley is going to kick one in, you know, toward mid, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm going to text you any updates that late. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Oh, no, I don't need any updates. We're okay. <laughs> I just want to make that really, seriously. I mean, no, there's no need to update me. We're good. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're fine. I mean, you can casually let me know middle of next week how they did. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it'll be good. I have complete confidence the U.S. will win. Complete confidence. Maybe not. <laughs> it's not our best sport. All right. It's amazing how many young people take up the sport. But that's been happening for decades anyway. And you would think there would be, yeah, we would. At this, yeah, at w- this point, you, there'd be more. How about that? Yeah, and that there would be, be you know enough talent to be you know level with other you know superstars from across the pond. Like yeah, that's, that's that's the part that's the part that has been a little bit baffling to me. Uh, has been, you know, people, well, you know, look at the surge in young people taking up the sport. The surge in young people taking up the sport is a couple of decades old now. Right? At least. At least a couple of decades old. Almost 25 years now, young people have been taking up the sport of soccer. It's always been cited as the reason it's going to be the next big thing in this country. And it's kind of the next big thing. Super Bowl ratings, never been higher. NCAA basketball tournament ratings, highest in 24 years. NBA finals ratings, couldn't be any higher than they were last year. NHL even had Stanley Cup ratings that were the highest ever. We just now we just talked about NCAA wrestling. They're up 12% from last year, highest rating in four years. Now, I realize that we have a spreading out of the sports. And, you know, with the Cubs last year, the World Series had its highest rating in years. A lot of that, you know, Cubs mania had a lot to do with it. But it's still a fact. Are there certain elements that the MLS brings to the table that really attracts the millennial and really attracts the fan up to the age of 35? Yes. Is it something other sports need to consider? Well, at least put it on the table and discuss it? Yes. What are they doing that's attracting a demographic, quote, our sport needs? College football's never been more popular. College basketball's doing well. Wrestling, college wrestling's probably never been more popular hockey is not probably the popularity rate never been higher NBA has never been higher NFL fell back 8% but still really really healthy they're talking now about the possibility of a 10 minute overtime also Roger Goodell would like to cut back on the number of commercial breaks in a game I think the the rotation is five in the first quarter, six in the second, five in the third, and five in the fourth. It's four or five in the fourth. He wants it to be four, 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 four. 
maybe be a little bit longer. And during a replay, he wants a split-screen commercial with replay that's being challenged. And when when the announcement is made, instead of waiting for the commercial to be over, they'll make the announcement. These are all elements I'm in favor of because everybody is sick and tired of the touchdown, extra point, commercial, kickoff, commercial. It's just all wrong. All right, top of the hour, Bob Flounders, Patriot News, PennLive.com, next half hour to talk Penn State football here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. 